0: now how many people love the Lord today hallelujah God is good amen 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 all right let's pray father we thank you our heavenly father we thank you we give you all praise, honor, and glory. We really, really, really do. We go beyond our practice of worshiping you to our heart worshiping you, and our minds understanding what we're doing. We hope it's pleasing to you, and that you're pleased with us. Now, God, we are excited about the words you've given us, and our opportunity to open it up and just speak it and listen for instructions about life and why, we're, why we exist. And so we take it with that, and we now listen to what you have to say through your word, through your manservant. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We thank, every, again, everybody for being here. Uh, let's say our confession. God's covenant details how to live the right way. I am who it says I am, and I can do what it says I can do. Therefore, all that the Lord has said, I will do and be obedient. Hold that for a minute. Now, read this confession, the first sentence. What does the first sentence say? God's covenant details how to live the right way. Okay? And that's the way I really view the Bible. It's a book that I've discovered as a created being and said, to myself, I, you know, I go back, when I, when I look at it, you know, how you position yourself is how you can receive something. And so what I do is I go back and say, if I was a f- first person just woke up, Martha, and looked around and said, well, how did I get here? And I kind of went and i searched searching this land and I found this book and I began to read this book and it talks about a God and his principles, his way of living, and how I'm supposed to live. Then I would start following those things and seeking that God. And that's the way we should do You're a created being. Nobody in this room can tell you how to live. Nobody. They're only guessing. But this Bible can tell you the right way to live. When you go to somebody and say, you think I should take this job? They can't tell you. Because they didn't create you. Only God can tell you if that job's for you. It's very, very important, people, to have a relationship with God, and quit guessing at life when you can really know the answers for you. Amen. Amen. So I just want to make sure that we read that and what I'm saying, and when I confess this in my life, that God's word is is the detailed uh, way of living life the right way, the right way. I want to do this thing the right way. Why I'm here, you know, I'm not here to, to, to be a playboy. That's not. You know, God didn't create poles for women. He, that's just not God's not freaky like that. No, no, He's not a sex pervert. So you know, just, if you just look at how He act, you say, and and you look at how He act, right? He didn't create murder, diseases, and all that stuff, right? So you got to think back and say, okay, now if God didn't create this stuff. Something going on. Something because if He's God, well, he, he no way He would degrade women the way we degrade them. Yeah. throwing money at him and all that kind of stuff. And no way he created twerking. No, There's that's no way he did that. No, 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 if you just look at it from a God perspective, did God create us for this? That's just not, not the God that I believe I'm following. You know? And so uh, if you look at it like that, you can learn a whole lot about why we're here, or, or get on a, like I say, get on a quest to seek uh, this God, amen? So turn to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, verses 9 through 11. And if uh, you have your notes, if you don't have your notes, raise your hand. This morning we're going to talk about first fruit season 2020. 100%. Everybody say first fruit season. First fruit season. 2020.
1: 2020.
0: Now the great thing about this, man, is again, we're talking about giving, right? And people kind of tense up, especially in church things, people kind of tense up, all that kind of stuff. But I will hope you would stand, sit in your seat this morning and be a student. Okay? You don't be the teacher this morning. Let me be the teacher. And you just be a student and learn uh, things of, of the Bible. Okay? About giving. Alright? And the great thing about this, uh, uh, Martha is, you know, and again, I don't mean to go off on anything like that. The great thing about this is that I'm not teaching because we need some money. Amen. Amen. Then this is this, it's a blessing. It, it, y'all, y'all don't know the that's a blessing. a blessing. You know, most times we take this text. Oh, oh they need money. <laughs> no, people. We are, we, we are very financially well. We're very, very well. So I'm just teaching this as our 2020 as we doing, we do first fruits here. And yeah. so all I'm doing is like God would do, we, I'm doing it as a reminder Amen. of what we do in January, okay? Amen. So don't get out your head. We need something. Financially, no. Okay? And you come January, you'll see how well we're doing. All right? So this ain't about we need nothing. You got it? Yeah. But we're, this is about what you need to do. To continue the blessings in your house, amen? amen? And if you want to worship God properly, that's what this is all about. Got it? So, so, so you can listen now, okay? Because I know some, some people come, okay, we talk about money, they need money. No, we don't need, we don't need money. All right? You got it? And 20 years, now, 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 we're going to 2020, right? 20 years, people, this is how blessed we are. We have never came to this church and said, we need money. 20 years, we've never said, we've never had a financial crisis that says, hurry up, y'all Y'all need to sell your house, sell your car, sell your wife, everything, just, just help us out. No, no, that's a blessing. I don't mean to make fun of people. People, that's a blessing. In 20 years, you have never heard me get in this pulpit and say, we need some financial, we need financial help. It's because we have people who, are, who know how to worship God in giving, and secondly, we are good stewards with what we get. We live like we like we live like we tell you to live, right? We live within our means. Amen. We don't try to be grand. We don't try to purchase a twenty million dollar building with a two hundred thousand dollar congregation. And then tell y'all where y'all faith at. <laughs> no, nah, where well your faith at? You got us out here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You ever ever notice this? You know, we got to get to the scripture, right? You ever notice? Now, I'm not going off and just talking, I'm just talking in general, okay? I'm not talking, I'm just talking to you. You know, because I'm a thinker and I sit there, you know. And people and, and, you know, leaders, my pastor co labors and they tell people, like, the Lord said, we need to build this building, it's going to be $20 million, blah, 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 right? So then, so God knows when He says that, right? I mean, so who's obligated? Now, if you check the Bible, who's obligated to make that happen? God. All he's doing is giving you an opportunity to get in on what he's doing. Yeah. But if you don't get in on what he's doing, guess what ha- what's going to happen? It's still going to happen. Because you said God said it.
1: Right.
0: Now, you, you ought to say, I want to build this building. Let's try to get together and get this thing done. And we hope God help us. Because if you, once, you put, once you put the label God on it, it's a done deal, people. All I'm doing is letting you in on what God is, you know, now you, you want to get like today. I'm just letting you in on how God blesses. If you don't want to get on that, that's cool, right? But once I say, if I say God said that we're going to build this building, it's going to cost $10 million and then, you know, it, you, know you take your offerings, right? But if you come up short, I don't come back to you talking about what's wrong with you Right?
1: I need to go to God and say,
0: did I hear you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So a lot of that stuff kept us out of financial trouble in these 20 years, and, and because you've been faithful, given, and we thank you for that. Amen? Amen. So let's read Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, verse 9 through 11. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I will give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf, a, bu- a bundle of the first fruits. Of your harvest to the priest and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord so that you may accept it on the day after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. We may have your seats. This morning, like I said, before, we want to remind everybody uh, who will follow Christ with us. How we annually worship God in the month of January. This is the month of January offering, okay? So we're just kind of getting you prepared. This is how we kind of worship God in the month of January January. Amen? Amen? We set aside a first fruit offering. That's financial. We set aside a specific days for prayer and fasting. And then we set aside our agenda to hear God's agenda. Amen? So let's read those three things. What do we do? We set aside a first fruit offering. We set aside specific days for prayer and fasting. And we set aside our agenda so we can... So it's, it's a wonderful. You can learn how to hear God in the beginning, right? And at the end of the year, you say, wow, God came through. It means it's like side me walk because you heard God and you followed what God said. And at the end of the year, God manifests himself. That's just a wonderful experience. But in, in this text, in, in the understanding... We were all sinners, did not know God. Take yourself from that premise. You, you know, you, don't, you didn't know God when you got saved. You didn't know God. And so these people were in Egypt. They didn't know God. And so God was teaching them. And if you look at the Bible, it tells us something about God. First of all, it's God, Moses, worship. It's God talking to Moses about worship. And he says, and, and then it goes to the salvation. It's Exodus is coming out. Leviticus is the worship. And Joshua is going into the promised land, if you, re, if you follow your Bible. All right? God, Moses, worship. So what does God want? Worship. Why did God deliver us and save us? Because he wants worship. So if you look at it, Exodus means to exit out. Leviticus is the time God was teaching them Hear me now, it's very, very important. He was teaching them how to worship him. He was teaching them, in this text, how to worship him. This is telling me you can't worship him the way you want to worship him. Very important. He's going to teach these people, I'm God. And I'm going to teach you how to worship me. That's the same thing I would want to know. I got saved. When I got saved, I came in and said, okay, how do you be saved? I want to know. How do you do this? So God's teaching them, these these people that, right? And then we say that um, instructions, worship equals thanksgiving equals offerings. Always understand, worship equals what? Thanksgiving. All worship is, is giving God thanks for what he's done. I heard Danielle earlier trying to encourage us, and I almost shut it down because I don't know if she's getting a little intense here about asking people to worship, thank, thanking God. So at the time, you're supposed to come and you're supposed to give thanks. All worship is is giving God thanks. All right? And it usually equals offerings. Offering Him your lips, offering Him your service, offering Him your time, offering you give Him thanks. So what does worship mean? Like? Worship starts with what? Thanksgiving. Amen. I'm thankful to you. Oh, God, I'm so thankful to you. And then it goes out to a demonstration or offering to him in some kind of way. Right. So how does it go? Worship. Then what? Thanksgiving. So how do you know you're worshiping? When you're thankful. And then how do you know when you're acting on that worship? When you're offering so you, when, when they're singing, I offer my lips to you, you're offering them, And really it's a sacrificial offering is that when you have tragedy in your life and you, everything, circumstances are going just kind of haywire in your life and you're giving him the sacrifice offering because you don't really feel it. You're not really going through. Things are not really coming together for you. You're really kind of disappointed by, by things, the way things are going. But yet you say, God, you are God. Yeah. All right? So you're still showing you're thankful in everything you got it and then God said uh, Sabbath worship he gave them the Sabbath what is it God's covenant sign God's people Exodus 28 20 and 8 says remember to observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy remember to observe what the Sabbath by doing what by keeping it holy, how do, you keep, how do you observe the Sabbath? By keeping it what holy, what does holy mean? Different from other days. Uh oh. And on this time, so now what happens is, give me, let me give you the context, what's going on. Follow me now, be students let me teach you. During this time, most of the people in the world were slaves. Uh-huh. Slaves didn't get days off.
1: Right. Right.
0: So they worked seven days. Mm-hmm. But God was creating his own people from a people. Remember, all these people are pagans, all right? God didn't have no people. He made Abraham. He made Israel. Right. He made people out of people, just like you. You came from a sin, right? So God made you his people, but you came from sin. Right. So you, so when you came from sin, you came and you, guess what you brought? Sin with you.
1: Amen.
0: So you got to get that sin out of you. Amen. You got it? got it? So when I came in to God, I came in with myself, but I still had some sinful ways right. that he still got to work with me, right? But he's telling these people that I want you to worship me on a specific day that's going to be my covenant. That's going to stand out that everybody's going to know that you're different on this day. When everybody's working, you stop. But today we don't, Christians don't have a holy day no more. We do things on all seven days and we don't stop. So we have lost our distinction of God's people. Oh yeah, you do things on seven days. If we thought you can't do nothing on Sunday, you'd, be, you'd, you'd die. And You'd tell me what the world has you doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, quiet, all right? But on this day, let me tell you. Now, listen, we've lost all distinction. Christians have lost all distinction. We, we, we look too, we just look just like them. And we're supposed to be wholly different other than. we something to be different about us. But we, we do everything they do. And so the world don't say, like, what's the distinction? All you're doing is confessing something, but we live the same way. So all I need to do is confess it, but I don't need to change. So on this day, it was time of rest. Cease from your activities. Why? So you can reflect on the faithfulness of God. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to come in here, cease, reflect, and offer up something of his faithfulness. You got it? And it keeps you not, this is powerful, it keeps you in the rhythm of God. God moves in rhythms. One of the things that, and I'm gonna get into it next year, one of the things that while we're off is the Jewish people whom God talked to, God talked to these Jewish people, okay? He didn't talk to the Africans, he didn't talk to this, he talked to these Jewish people. That's where we get this book from. And if you you know anything about Jewish religion, is that they're on lunar calendar. We're on solar calendar. They're on another rhythm than the, the, than the Christian church. And it came through history is because when the pagans got it, they couldn't stand the Jews. So they wanted to be Christians, so they threw anything out that resembled Jewish. So that's, when, that's how you got the Christmas thing coming in, that's how you got the Easter egg coming in, because they didn't want anything to resemble Jewish religion. That's why we call it Easter, and instead of, what did you call it, Passover.
1: Amen.
0: So they changed the terminology. So we're on the solar calendar when God's really moving on the moon calendar. So if you want to know what God's up to, you've got to go to the lunar calendar, not the solar calendar. Amen. And so God tells them this. Now listen. He says, I'm on a rhythm. God speaks to Moses and instructs him based upon... Uh, the feast of first fruits. Now let me talk about feast means. Remember, I told you he's on a rhythm, he's on a date, right? Feast means appointed time. It means appointed time to come together to remember, rehearse, and reflect acts of God. What does it mean? Appointed time. God wants them people to come together and do what? To remember and to rehearse and to do what? We're supposed to reflect the acts of God. Follow me now, because we're going someplace. Feast, he said, I got. he's he going to have seven feasts. Seven times a year, I want you to come together. Specifically, everybody come together. At the appointed time, check this out. Who set, who's establishing the time to come? That means you don't choose when you come to worship. God, God tells you when to come to worship. Again, we have taken that on ourselves to say we, when we want to come to worship. But the Bible says you don't choose. I'll tell you when to worship because I know. If I don't tell you, then you wait. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to see you next. <laughs> right. yeah. So God, he understands people. Yeah. He understands how you can get carried away with the world and love the world and all that kind of stuff. And ain't got time for God. So he said, no, this is the time I want you to show up. I want you to show up. It's mandatory. Now, like if you watch Israel today or you watch the Muslim religion, they stop everything. Right. And they pilgrimage back to this place. Christians don't have none of that, none of that stuff like that. Well, they really take it serious. You got it? So there's seven feasts. One of them was the feast, right? The Feast of Fruits first, was one of the seven feasts. There was a spring feast. Now, remember, there are acts and the rehearsals of something that God has done to remember. First of all, the Passover. Christ is our Passover. It was Thursday through Saturday. Follow me. God, this book is so awesome. He's telling them something. And back in Exodus, what he going to do. So when they're coming out of Egypt, and they're doing the Passover lamb, they really, he's really talking about, that's what I'm going to do. Right. Then the unleavened bread means Christ's sinlessness. When he told them not to put the levy in the bread, it means I am sinless coming. Then it's the first fruits. Now all of these happen very fast over the weekend. First fruits is the day Christ rose from the dead. The day After the Sabbath. How did God know that in Exodus? It set this this feast up that says, I want you to worship me with a lamb, because I'm going to be a lamb. Mm -hmm. I want you to do it in the Passover time. And in three days, on first fruits, I'm going to raise up. And Jesus fulfilled all those things. Come on, people. That's 2,000 years later. How does this man get within all these things? Again, Validate this Bible is true. Then there's a summer feast. Now, summer feast is called the Pentecost, 50 days. So 50 days after Brian, he rose up. 50 days later, you have Pentecost. But what happened to Pentecost? The Holy Spirit came down and the church started. After Christ, the first fruit. Because after the first fruit, you're going to follow me. Now, after the first fruit was the first of the harvest. The church represents the harvest after the first fruit. So when we're coming in getting saved, it represents Christ's harvest from his first fruit offering. And then the fall feast ain't here. Now, now, this is going to get you spooky. Calm down. This is going to be spooky. This, because, you know, we get scared like this. Now, this is the fall feast it's unfulfilled. But when Jesus, now we don't, Jesus said, I don't know the day or the time I'm coming back. But I'm telling you now, he's coming back during this period of time. Because there are three fall feasts that are unfulfilled. First one was the Feast of Trumpets. Most scholars, some scholars believe that's the rapture. He's just sin with the shout of the archangel. But they believe that Feast of Trumpets is the rapture. Then the Day of Atonement is the tribulation period when it's going to get real bad. And then the last one is the Feast of Tabernacles when he comes back and establishes his, his millennial on the earth realm. All those are in Revelation that you have to de- de- decipher and really do a deep study into it that says, listen, whenever, listen, all tragedies that's going to rock this world uh-huh. is going to come during this period.
1: Amen.
0: What did 9-11 happen? September. When yep. did the great uh, financial crisis happen? In the
1: fall. Amen.
0: Whenever this start, whenever the world starts changing, and else, the, the, the things begin to, to, to mount up and begin to get closer to Him happen, it's going to happen around this period of time. Because these uh, feasts have not been fulfilled. So it's very, very exciting what God's doing during this time. So the, for my first point about first fruits, because we're going to honor first fruits, okay? First fruits rehearses God's worship instructions. That's what first words do. It it does what? Versus God's worship instructions. Let's read. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them. That's instructions. So I'm talking to you about this, right? Talk to the people. Tell them. When you come into the land that I give you, who's giving you this land? Hint, hint. God tell me, I'm giving you this land. You ain't taking the land. I'm giving you the land. And reap its harvest. You get something from this land that I, that, that I gave you. You're going to take something from this land that I gave you. You're going to give me something. In today's language, I'm going to give you this land. And you're going to reap some harvest and you ain't going to give me nothing? You're going to tell me how I blessed you with a job and you're not going to give me nothing? you going to tell me I bless you with health and you're not going to give me nothing? You're going to tell me how I bless you with life and you're not going to give me nothing? That's what he's saying. Like, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you all this and you're not going to give me nothing? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. This ain't the way you worship me. I'm going to give it to you, but you're going to give me something. So then he says, I will give you the re- uh, and reap his harvest. And you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of the harvest. This is what I want. You don't give me what you want. Remember I told you don't give? You don't give me what you want. You don't give God what you want. He's telling you what he wants. I love this. Because they're like, okay, what do you want? He's telling me what he wants. He shall weigh the reason. And then we wave it, right? Now, check this out. What this is saying is God is the owner. This is the land. I give you, got it? God sets aside a portion called a first fruit for himself. And then God has a designated place for you to give it. <laughs> Let's go through that again. What's the first one? God is the owner. He said, that's my land. I'm giving you that. That's my land. I'm giving it to you. That's my, that's my land. You got it? Come on, come back to me. <clears throat> so like God gave me a job. Okay. I gave you a job, so what you going to do? Anytime you give me honor, then you should give me honor. You say, I gave you something, then what you going to do? Then I want the first portion of it. Then God sets aside the portion for himself. Don't this make sense? And then he says, to the designated place. Meaning don't go give what's mine to somebody else. Come on, I give to charity. I didn't get give to charity. Give me mine. Now you can give me, but you you can go give to charity, but don't give charity mine. That's what people say. I don't, I don't give to the church by so okay, but uh, give God his. Yeah. Isn't that right? See, I just, see, I'm just teaching you. If you want to follow Christ, I'm teaching you, you can't have it your way. What's that, McDonald's somewhere? Burger King. Can you, you can't have it your way. No, no, you, no, no, that ain't, that ain't happening, people. Nah, either you're going to walk the way God wants you. Hey, Listen. Talk to me, parents. Can your children have it their way in your house? You know how y'all understand that principle? And then when you get in, the church, in God's house, you, you don't understand it no more. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you want it your way. But then when you want it your way here, when you get back home and your children are rebellious, where do you think that rebellion started? Amen. I was very careful not to rebel against Bishop corporate in, in church. I was very comfortable because I understood that it would be hypocritical of me to rebel against his instruction and go home and tell my kids to follow my instruction. I thought, that was very, very, I thought that was very, very hypocritical of me. Sometimes we give people instructions and they say, I don't want to do all that. Okay, fine, okay, fine. But they go home and give instructions. Or they'll follow instructions on their job. But when they come to church, say, I don't like to do all that. The Spirit told me, okay, you don't tell the Spirit on your job. Your, your job told you to be there at 8 o'clock. You don't want the spirit told me nothing. You're going to get fired. Yeah, let the spirit tell you not to come in at 8 o'clock. The spirit told me i can to have a long lunch break. No, nah. okay, go ahead and have that long lunch break. Go ahead and do that. See, I only have spooky stuff coming to church. <clears throat> we have five, you know, you, you, the Lord knows don't give church folks instructions like we got, you need to do this, this. Why you got to do all that? Now you'll get right up on your job and read the policies of the, of the thing and follow it, but come here, you can't do that. That's unfair, people. And you're God's people. That's such a hypocrite. Listen, you want rebellion, get out of your house, start following instructions and authority in God's house. That's the first step. So listen. So let me give you some scriptures about what God said is his. Exodus 28, he says, remember to serve, observe the Sabbath day. By what? By keeping it holy. Why? Because it's mine. I want to dig, because I know y'all, y'all get started, I ain't going to never see y'all again. So stop, work, stop, come and see me, go back to work. And then Exodus 34, 26 says, the best of the fruit, first fruits, what? Of your ground, to what? Shall bring to the house of the Lord your God. That means I want something. Leviticus 27, 30 says, every what? Whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees is the Lord. It is what? holy to the Lord. It's different. First Corinthians 16, two says this on the what first day of the week, every week, each of you is what to put something aside and store it up as he may what prosper according to how your earnings are. And it goes way beyond. He's, He's not talking about this time. He said, listen, you store and you come and give according to your earnings. You mean that you just give off the chain, right? And so there will be no what? Collecting when I come. See, we don't have collecting when we come here, right? Because everybody come and all we get, they drop it in, right? We lift it up. We don't say, come on, come on. See, God don't want no collecting. Like, okay, we need $10, we need $20. That's a collecting. He said, no, you already know to lay aside at the first week, this is God. So you come in, you drop it down, and we just lift it up. We shouldn't be up here. You're in the wrong place. When people up here talking about, I need 20, 20, 20, 20 more, 20, 30, 34, 35. 40. That's a collection, no collections. No collections. The people are already taught how to come to me. So you don't have to collect nothing because they already set aside. So, what I do, I try to be like God. I really do because He told me I'm made in His image. So, my my person I try to be like Al is God. So, when I see that stuff, I say, oh man, so I need to do that, right? I say, I need to set aside some stuff. So, I give God his tithes and everything like that. But, no, no, I set aside percentages to give to other people. So I don't have no collection when I come. So when you say, we're going to bless this person. I don't know where I'm going to get it from. I know where I'm going to get it from. I got, my, got right here. I'm already prepared for that. Because that's what God do. That's what he says. Set it aside. Are you going to give this your key? Yes, set aside 5% of your income. See, I usually, but the problem of this, mother, at the end, the year, I usually run out of my set-aside money to bless people. So then I do have to go back to my general account to give people because I want to keep on blessing people. And then the, 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 the thing about it is, I say, man, if I can't give, listen, I want to give more than I take in this world. Amen right? Because I believe that's what God said. I believe God put me in this world to give more than you take. That's just what I believe. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of frustrates me when I can't give more. Because sometimes people got big knees. Mm -hmm. They take all my little account. Then I got to go into my general account. And then I don't don't like going to the general account only because it feels like I didn't prepare for this. So now next this year, I got to give more. Right. So I got to stay aside. So but the more me and Nisha pay off our debts, the more is going into the give account. give account. All right. To people, because that's what God does. Set it aside so there's no collection when I come. Ooh, right. So wait, like, you, you know, people are like we going to give this for All right, see when it gets on your nerves because you ain't got a you. You don't have a side, set aside account. You, you don't get on my nerve when you ask me that. OK, I got it. I got it. OK, this is it. Hey, time I get mad, it's like, bang! I'm getting low. So that means I got downsides or something. I don't need me downsides. I need more money. Yeah, no, no. When I can't give like I give, then I'm, I'm living. Listen, I, I just, my life won't give it. If I can't give the way I want to give, I'm living too large. There's too much going, too, too much money going to me. When I can't give, listen people, when I can't give the way I want to give, then I'm, I'm living too large. Because my life is not here to get. My life is here to give. And when I see God, that's why I give my life to the church. I give my life to God. Everything is given. Amen. But all of a sudden, it comes back to me, so I ain't worried about it. Amen. You got it? Mm-hmm. So I got my wife on, on a search on like a little, Mike, trying to get a little downside so I can get a little more, more money because cause it's, you know, or, or you got to pay the debt off real quick. Something, because I'm frustrated. I don't like living above my means. I mean, when I say that, I'm not living above my means like I can't pay my bills. I'm living above my means like I can't give what I want to give. Now I'm living above my means. That's me. So anyway, first fruit symbolizes God is the owner. He's my source. God gets the first, the worship. And then God redeems the rest. He blesses. Now, the Bible says this. Somebody said this and was very, very, very smart. Somebody said this. Very profound. It says this. Show me your Checkbook and I'll show you your heart. Right. Wow. So I remember that, so I can give Martha my checkbook and I ain't worried about it because she's gonna see where my heart is. Mm-hmm. She can see, she can see. Now some of the things she can't see the cash, but I I'd be glad to see, give you me your checkbook. Here. She can see where my heart is. Where'd I get that from? Matthew 621. For where your treasure is. What does it say? There your heart will be also. So if you're not giving to heaven, your heart ain't there. Don't talk about you love God. Quit that. Quit that. Quit that. If you have trouble giving, your heart ain't in heaven. Because your heart is where you're. Because God knows what you want. He he knows what you love. You love that money. Money, 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 money. Money. (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. That's why you all tense right now. Over money. Because that's where you're. Heart is. Show me your checkbook, and I'll see your heart. Show me your house note, and show me your giving, and I'll know where your heart is. It's in that heart. It's in that house because you got to take care of the house. Got three thousand dollars house note, but you got two hundred dollars giving. Where your heart? Your house. Your house. Your heart is where your treasure is. Look at your checkbook when you get home. If we're talking about God, look at your checkbook. It will tell you where your heart is. You got it? That's not condemnation, combination. That's just self-awareness. Just look at yourself. Look at your giving. You got it? That's kind of weak. Okay. <laughs> first fruit is an eternal principle. Why? Because God always wants first. Fruit. That's first fruit. That's the Old Testament. It's a principle. You mean in the New Testament, God don't want the first no more? He wants the leftovers. No, it's a principle. Amen. He is always wanted the first. Because I'm going to show you, he 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 did the same thing to himself in the New Testament. Right. If it was oh, it would not be in the New Testament. I'm going to show you in the New Testament, right? You got it. And giving is a prevention, not an intervention. See, I'm giving to prevent me ever having someone to give to me. It's a prevention because he says he will bless me if I give. That means I can prevent ever, because the Bible says when you give, right, he will always make sure you have more to give. So it's a prevention that I will never not have to give if I give. It's a prevention. Most of us have an intervention. Can you give me a little bit of money so I can give? See, it's an intervention. It's like this. I look at certain people, I don't want to embarrass them because I, I admire them. They eat well. They look well, right? They are prevention from sickness. Now, you look at me, I'm going to need an intervention. No, no, you can look at people and say, soon or late, they're going to need an intervention. They're going to need to go to the doctor do something. But some people, you can say they take care of themselves, they're doing what? They're living what? Preventive. Most of us we look at it and say, there's an intervention coming soon. Oh, y'all don't like that. Isn't that right? Most people live in, Keisha's the pharmacist, right? Most of us, if, hey, listen, how many, think about this. If we didn't have drugs, how many of us would we be here today? No, living. How many of us would not stroke out without that blood pressure pill? How many of us would die out of here without that pill and that insulin? That's intervention. And some people say, I ain't going to get through all that. I don't want to live like that. I'm going to prevent myself from ever being on that stuff. So giving just like that. I want to be able to be prosperous and always giving, so I prevent. All right? So I give to prevent me ever having to be in this crisis in my life. Amen. I'm just trying to help Jesus. Point number two first fruits reflect God's offering of Christ to Himself, meaning it's eternal principle. Let me show you. When you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits. Of your harvest to the priest. And ye shall weigh the sheep before the Lord. So that what? You that you may be accepted. Well, now listen to this. Now this is profound. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall weigh it. The day after the Sabbath is the day of the first fruit Sunday. He's talking about Jesus back in Leviticus. Now, let me show you God gives first fruit. St. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his what? That's his first son, his only son. God operated first fruits in New Testament. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now look at this. 1 Corinthians 15, 23. But each in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Then at his coming, those who belong to Christ, which we are after the harvest. We are the harvest. Christ is the first fruit. God gave himself his first fruit. So don't tell me first fruit don't work. Or God don't operate in first fruit. He gave Himself first fruit. Right. He operates on His own principles. Yeah. Yeah. Exodus. Now this is this. Now this going this going Now Marthy, hold on. Marthy's gonna get this. Martha, psh, check this out. Now this is powerful. Remember, it reflects. What does it do? It what does it do? It check this out. Exodus twelve thirteen. The blood shall be a sign for you, right, on the houses where you are. But when I see the blood. I will pass over you and no plague will befall you, destroy you. When I, It reflected Christ. So when he sees the blood, it reflects himself. And that's why he passes over the house because when God sees our praise, he sees himself. When God sees your first fruit, he sees himself. And he hovers over you. He has to see himself in what you do. Because there's no higher honor than him. So he's given us how to give to him that reflects him. That's what I, when I do weddings, I do anything. I, I tell you, the, the, the older church, when we do communion, it's to reflect him. He has to see himself in what we do. How is marriage? Keith, love Christ, love Nietzsche as Christ loved the church. Nietzsche, uh, respect me as Christ respects the church. Why? He has to see himself in marriage. So you always look, when I, look at, when I go to I say, is the reflection of God in this, in this service? Is, is, can he see himself? If he can't see himself, in it, he's not in the service. Because he has to see himself. Because when he saw the blood, Martha, he said, I will hover over your house and no judgment will come. So when God sees my first fruit, guess what I want him to do? To hover over my money and prosper me that no harm will come to me point number three first fruits redeem the rest look at this Proverbs 3.18 3.9 it says what honor the Lord by giving him what the first part of all your income and then what fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wines Romans 11.16 says what if the dough offered as first fruit is holy now check this out so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. So when you get the first fruit, everything comes after it, comes redeemed by God. So when I give God my first, he redeems all my rest of my money. He redeems it. If I believe the principle. And listen, if you don't believe this, you don't have no faith in this, and you think this is whatever this is, don't give, because you've got to give it in faith, you've got to understand it. You got it? Like I said, this church is blessed by God. We're not... Whatever. You know what I'm saying? No, if God called Keith Graham after 20 years, people, you can keep all your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll leave with my, go ahead. Yolanda yeah. yeah. Adams, I go, always go back to my favorite song. I was alone in a room, yeah. just me and him. Yeah. I was so lonely, but I did hear him. Yeah. And nobody was there, so I feared nobody because I was only alone in a room. Before you even came, so I'm free to tell you the truth. You can take whatever you take, but you, you you but this is the truth. I don't have to fear people. You understand? When somebody's called by God, I ain't got to fear you. I'm trying to teach you and give you something, encourage you. All right. So, but give it by faith. If you don't give by faith, cool. Don't do it. It's all good, right? But God wants it like this. You got it? So he redeems it. James 1.18 says this. Of his own will, he brought us forth, born again, by the what? The word of truth, that we should be what? Kind of the first fruits of his creatures. I Meaning we are the first fruit of his creatures. We the first fruit. We, we come out, we the harvest. So God works first fruits. So when you give first fruits, what does God see? He sees himself. And he hovers, like he sees the blood. He hovers over it and he blesses the rest. You got it? You got it? You got it. So that's why we practice it, and that's why we do it. Because sometimes when we first start started, then people get, you know, all people got, sometimes people are the pastor, and I'm the assistant pastor. And, and so they, you know, they got to tell me, you know, that's, that's, that's Old Testament. See, they don't. people, Old Testament has principles that are eternal, don't change. God didn't change from one first. I don't think god said y'all can be third fourth fifth in your life i'm cool no no not when i can see in the new testament where he gave himself the first so why wouldn't i give him the first then he gave his only so why wouldn't i give my only god told me right now to give me all that in your bank here because i'm trusting in him where's my heart in heaven i told I, i was thinking i was talking to somebody now I want to talk, tell my business. I was talking to somebody, and I did a lot of giving this year, right? I said, dang. I said, I don't want the IRS to come and get me, because they ain't going to believe I gave you this. Yeah, I no, no, I, was thinking, I said, man, I don't, I don't deal with all that. I, I was, the LBs was staying with me, because they've been audited three times, right? And he said, they always come after my, they give my, look, look, look at my giving, they always get, you know, get that. I said, dang, I gave up the chain this year. I think I'm going to tell my accountant, don't, 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 don't show all that. Just get, just get at it. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. You know, even though it's legit. Right? I just don't, don't want to deal with them. You ever deal with the IRS, you don't want to deal with all that. I don't want to deal with all that. And I ain't give it to get no right, right off anyway. I just take advantage of it. But listen, people. You can't be God-given. And your life is here to give. When you wake up in the morning, listen, God teaches you that. My mama told me this, and we're going to get to the final thing. My mama told me this, and we were blessed. She said, she said, uh, I wanted to work. I wanted to work bad. I wanted to get my own money, because I was tired of asking them. they come out, how much is that? I don't know. Let me do my own work, right? Mm-hmm. My mama said, son, you're going to have a long time to work. You just go enjoy being a child. That's right. I wish I would listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my bad self went on not got a job. <laughs> but I know how good, how well I had it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But people, at that point, I got five grandkids, they all, me, 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 me. But sooner or later, it's gonna change. And it's gotta be about other people. When you go on your job, it's about other people. When you have kids, it's about other people. When you get married, it's about other people. Life ain't about this, now this is my summation of life. Y'all don't do y'all life what you do. This is about about something. My life is just an offering to this world. That's, That's all this is. That, that's all I see in this Bible, is that it's, it's, it's to here to give. Who has a need? Can I need it? Because one day, I may have a need, and I want you to fill it. My health is for your sickness. When you're sick, I should be there. I'm healthy. When I'm sick, I hopefully you're there for me. That's what doing life together is. It's about giving your life up for other people. And it's so rewarding to do something like that. Amen? So let me show you how we do first fruit and we go home. First Fruit Offerings 2020, what is it? What is our First Fruit Offering? We worship God in the first month of the year by setting aside. First days of the month, we will hear about our fair and past. okay? First of the, and then the first of our finances, okay? Why do we observe First Fruit? First Fruit is God's plan on how he plans to support his church financially through worship, all right? Giving his worship, all right? First Fruit symbolizes God is the owner, he's my source, God gets the first, that's my worship, and then God redeems the rest. I believe God's gonna bless my days and my finances the rest of the year. Now this is my faith, by faith This is what I believe, people. This is how I've been living, this is is what I believe. I didn't want, listen, I did not want, uh, after I got out of car note stuff, I said I don't wanna get, get no car notes. I don't get no car notes. And we got two new cars, and guess what? I don't got no condos. But the thing about it, we didn't pay. No, no. I didn't pay. Somebody blessed. He redeemed the rest. That ain't happening to everybody because they're a pastor. So, it works. How do we give first fruit offerings? We double our tithes and offerings in the month of January. Example. Tithe, 300 you, This is your regular tithing, right? And then everybody gets that $100 offering, right? You got it? Amen. And then what we do is First Fruits is $400 in addition to your regular monthly tithes and offerings in January. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's how we do it. Amen. Go ahead. Then, you, you know, you fill out the thing. And then you do. And then you put it like here, here, right out. And then they do it right here. You got it? they gotta put it here so they know what it is in January, got it? Because it goes to a separate place, got, you got it? It's been a tremendous blessing. 1st week Ruth's been a tremendous blessing for us, all right? And so this, this, right? And then um, 100%, my wife blessed me, because she, she knows I struggle with this, this thing. and I hate, we, 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 we believe in for 200,000, I hate that because it sounds like money. It sounds like, it, it takes worship. When you, to me, when you put money to it, it takes away the worship of it. First truth is worshiping, got it? Amen. So Nisa, well, so said, my wife said, why don't you just say 100% participation? that's what, so what's our goal? 100% so whatever money comes out of that, that comes out of it. Amen. But we ain't gonna sit here talking about, we need 200,000, now, now it's not like we collecting money and not worshiping. Right, right, right. 100% people participate, those who follow us, do, uh, who follow Christ with us, right? Who do, wanna do this, right? And then whatever we end up with, guess what? That's what we get. And we'll praise God for that. Amen? Amen. So what's our goal? Amen. Whatever it is. Whatever that mounts up to, that's what we got. But that's how we do it. Amen? So you're going to hear more about it, and we're going to get some things out to you to, uh, to bless your life. Amen? And to uh, carry on uh, with that. Remember, I believe God is going to uh, do great things because of what he said. But now, what do we do these things? Let me show you. We use our First Fruits offers to support charitable, they call it big give. We take that money and we start doing big give. Charitable organizations. This year I want to give $10,000 to Haven for Hope. All right. Church ministries and missions. We do this throughout the year. This past year we helped the church with $40,000. Uh, hey, Uh, hey, hey. And this year, uh, then we bless people. We buy cars for people, amen, some of you have been affected today, because we bless a lot of workers today with birthday gifts, amen. you don't get that in churches, amen, that's right. see people take it for granted, like oh that's it, we, we give throughout the year, the little things pass to be given out, you go to somebody else's church, see if you get an envelope, of no offense, and then we get benevolence, Next year, now I don't mean to hype this thing to get you on the bandwagon, but I want I want I want to do this because I want to be right with 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 Cheryl. Cheryl was my 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 assistant, my girl, my everything, right? And Lord, pastor, but Cheryl, mom and dad came down here, right? And um, everybody's passed. Only Mother Heels there, right? So in January, through First Fruit, we're gonna pay her house off. Yeah. Amen. 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 I think, I think, I think, I think, and I, I want to thank uh, Cheryl's road dogs for, for being with mom and making sure. Amen. She all right, Trina, and all them to take care of her all the time. And my um, m- m- mom is always the first one to give the pastor birthday. She always first, first, with mom the next week. But she always. <laughs> and then you know, I, you know, I can't get right, Carmen, because I want to be right, but she keep giving. I got cake in the thing. I mean, I said, <laughs> Lord, geez. I'm trying to get right. See, Carmen very kind of inspired me. I passed the last week. I said, Now you do this. I, 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 and I don't want to lie, I wanna say like, okay, how you I said, I ain't gonna come. Thank you. Let's move on. <laughs> don't don't even don't, don't even ask how you do. <laughs> But I'm I'm gonna be in prevention now. I'm getting in prevention. But 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 I uh, I wanna do uh, mom right and sure right. And then it's always that's Bible. The Bible says we take care of the widows. Amen. 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 And so we try to take care of other people that we don't tell their business. Amen. All right, we're paying people house notes right now That's right. because of your giving. Amen. Well, we don't get up here and brag about it, but sometimes I'm going to tell you what they're doing. We're paying people house notes right now who cannot do that for themselves. I mean, not one month. We're continually paying their house. Up. All right, so I, I don't get into that because we, we try to stay incognito. But let me tell you, when you come to January and you see how God has blessed us financially, you'll know why... Day one, me and my wife and Al tell you, day one, we, we give, we gave, we keep on giving. We look to give. That's how we survive 20 years, because we give, not because we take. So I hope you get involved with us next year in the First Fruit Offering. Amen. Stand to your feet. God bless you.